Well, hello, everybody. This is Weirdly Magical with Jen and Lou, and I am Lou. And I'm Jen. And I'm an astrologer, and Jen, you are a... Akashic reader and magical card maker. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm a writer too, and so is Jen. We're multifaceted. <laughs> Oh, so here we are on June the 12th recording this and tomorrow we have a new moon in Gemini and Jen and I are going to talk about the energies around that new moon but also some of the surrounding energies and um, and pretty much um, energies that we're kind of picking up in the collective, um, a lot of what's going on right now. So um, the new moon is at 22 degrees and 44 minutes of Gemini. And in my new moon article, I did point out that there's a lot of kind of goddessy um, energy in the chart around that degree that um, I want to look at. So there's Ceres at 24 degrees of Leo Eris still at 23 degrees of Aries, where she has been for a while. And I will explain what these mean. <laughs> and Lilith is at 24 degrees of Capricorn. And um, Vesta is at 29 degrees of Sagittarius, which is quite far in degrees from the new moon. But um, because Vesta is retrograde, they are kind of coming together. Um, so it's an applying opposition aspect so I will talk a little bit about that as well. But um, before I do, um, Jen, what would you, what would you like to say about this new moon and its energy? I think what strikes me as very interesting is the numbers, the alliteration. We have the twenty-two forty-four of the sun and moon together, which is pretty incredible. Double four. We are in an 11 year, which is, you know, 2018 added up. Uh, this month of June is a 17 universal month, which is an eight. The new moon is happening on the 13th, which is a one and three is a four. And then we have these fours, the twos, and um, the eights repeating. Mm. Eight is a two and two is four, one and three is four. So there's a lot of two four eight energy the 11 you know the portal the entering the gateway to change since this is a gemini moon it is even more interesting because gemini is the twins so we have this number and the sun and moon actually twining or twinning each other right mm -hmm. and creating this energy of uh, expansion or all the opportunity to change the polarity or bring it together because two is about creating balance uh, or harmony or bringing two sides together and 22 is double 11 so there's a lot of that mm. aspect of what does it mean to walk through this space what does it mean to have this opportunity to communicate in a different way to see things in a different way of course mercury is about the mind and what are we communicating we have mercury there at two degrees as well mm -hmm. which, uh, has a, a 
and there's a couple of other planets there. Including and Mercury's at two degrees in four minutes as well. So that's like oh, cool. yes, that's right, in four minutes. So it's, it's, it's a huge message of this opportunity to choose something different. It's about changing your mind, basically. You know, you, mm. you can have all these ideas in your mind, and many of us have very fixed beliefs, and these numbers are giving us the opportunity to choose something different, to know something different, to be enlightened or uh, open mm. up our minds, to be someone different or bring something together in a different way. Like, how would you relate if there are two parts of you, which there are, the male and female part, or, and the divine part and the human part? So, to me, a lot of this new is about grounding a new reality mm. two four and eight are both numbers of uh, taking action of bringing things bringing things into the material world and what are we going to bring into the material world that comes through our thoughts our uh, ideas that we are bringing in and making it real now so that choice that gateway that we're choosing you know, mm. what are we choosing to be a part of what piece of peace are we going to activate if any mm. and i find it interesting because i keep seeing more twos and fours every the more i look like sari says at 24 20 24 degrees in 24 minutes so two four two four and yeah. um, and then i find it interesting that um because um and i mentioned it in my article that you say um that i wrote for the new moon that my favorite all-time quote is, that kind of changed my life is Wayne Dyer's if you change the way you look at things the things you change the things you look at change because Gemini is all about new perception and perception and um Gem I mentioned already the new moon is opposing um Vesta in Sagittarius and Vesta is right at the end of Sagittarius at that last degree at 29 degrees, which is another 11. It's that gateway into the next um, beginning. Um, but also Vesta is focus and commitment and to my mind, and the keeper of the flame. And to my mind, I've envisioned it. I feel everything's coming together. So I love the word that you, the way you said as well about coming into balance, because I think it's, it is about taking all our perceptions, all the things we see, all the scattered kind of energy, because Gemini can be very scattered, and bringing it into focus and um, and looking at things differently once you bring it all in together. So, um, so I see that in it. I also see a kite um, configuration. Um, it's quite wide, but I, to my mind, it's it's working because. Um, the new moon is in Gemini and is the focal point of the um, kite, but the kite goes to Ceres in Leo and Ceres is our, is um, the great mother. Um, and she is, she represents themes of forgiveness and loss and grief. And I'm seeing a lot of people talking about that. Actually, there's a, even a viral video going around about forgiving assholes. <laughs> Just kind of, <laughs> you know, so I see a lot of these kind of themes coming up um, where from in the world and not just on social media from people I talk to as well my friends 
And then Eris is part of, Eris in Aries is also part of this kite configuration. And uh, I will say the kite configuration is a lovely configuration. I have very good feelings about this new moon, to be honest. Um, but she, she, to my mind, is the re revealer of artifice. Um, she's kind of revealing a lot of stuff that we thought was true, if you like, and that's quite fake. And we're still starting to see behind the white picket fence, if you like. And and then finally Vesta, which I've already talked about. She's focus and commitment. And um and she is retrograde at that last degree of Sagittarius, um, really kind of reviewing what's true. But even more importantly, she is conjunct the um galactic center the center of the Milky Way, which is this kind of the sun of our sun. And the galactic center is a supermassive black hole that is said to emit powerful rays of new information. And that's going directly into the new moon because that's at the opposite point. So we're receiving new information that we have not perceived before, to my mind. Yes, it's a it's actually a very exciting uh, lineup, and uh, the way the the numbers are falling out, and and where they're placed, and mm -hmm. just all of these things you were talking about, this aspect, the female aspect, and for me, I look at Vesta, and you know, it's the keeper of the heart, right? There's mm -hmm. a fire there, uh, and in the last degree of Sagittarius, there's more fire. There's like it's like a flaming arrow reaching in right to the mm. moon and expanding our our relationship because the moon and sun are together in this mm -hmm. and they're together even more because of the numbers uh, expanding yes. our understanding and giving us a new way of looking at things mm -hmm. being in many ways it's like we're being pierced by these arrows of truth if you will or subterfuge mm. and we have the opportunity to kind of where are we going to let these arrows land because the interesting thing about gemini and, and mercury and, and and this whole pattern of the 11 and the twos the double twos and double ones uh, is our choice we have a choice we get to choose mm -hmm. and if we understand that Every day we have a choice. No matter what's happening around us, we are choosing things consciously or unconsciously. Mm -hmm. And this uh, this number layout is actually bringing the choices into a deeper consciousness, which can be really painful. A lot of times we don't want to look at the truth. Mm. We hide behind that, that uh, facade and go, that's not me, that's someone else, it's not my responsibility, I don't have to take any notice. However, we have players in the world around us that are doing things that we cannot ignore. Mm -hmm. People we know are doing things that we cannot ignore. And it's not that we need to ignore it. What this energy is about is us finding what is true for us, what is innovative for us, what is something we can understand about what we believe. And it's what's true about us as well, I would say. Yes. And that's interesting because this day is actually a 21 universal day, which mm -hmm. is the, this 21 is the number of truth. 
and it's the, the thing our truth will set us free i don't believe other people's truth will set us free oh no we don't care about other people's truth but our truth being pierced by the knowledge that what i'm choosing because again here we have the choice that's what two is about what side would I, what am i going to fall on what side am i going to mm. fall on who am i going to follow who am i going to trust it's your internal relationship with the divine, with the earth, the thing you're creating in integrity, because again, choice comes down to integrity. What's integrous for you in the choice you're making? This new insight, this idea mm -hmm. that you have two options, which one are you going to take? The, the, the road of deceit or mm -hmm. oh, fluffy, oh, it's wonderful, nothing bad's happening, everything's good. Mm -hmm. Or the road of, I can see what's happening, but I choose to be joyful. I choose to approach it with joy because I'm alive. I'm here. Mm. I can do this. I can bring the divine into my body. I can make something. I can change things. I think my, and I agree with all of that, absolutely. But I think my point about um, what's true about me or you <laughs> is yeah. also kind of, you know, um, and, and I'm perhaps deeply involved in this at the moment because the working title of the book um, I've been hired to write is The Astrology of Personal Development. Mm. And it, it got my curious Gemini mind thinking about personal development and how a lot of it is about becoming almost something that you're truly not and about, be, and about being wrong and um, and... So to my mind, there's a lot of piercing in this about looking within and it doesn't mean settling and not trying to be the best you, but it does mean getting to know yourself well and not trying to be somebody else. Yeah. Yes, yes. I yeah. think the idea of being threatened and what comes mm. to mind is I had this exchange with somebody. I, I wrote a post about my opinion about suicide mm. and somebody had a, uh, come along and had a different experience and had said my post was triggering and it was nice words with very fluffy. Um, and I, you know, she's entitled to her opinion. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. Uh, and the part for me was recognizing that I still stood by my opinion, even though mm -hmm she was saying something different. I could still hold the space. I could be compassionate about her opinion and her desire to, to believe something different. Mm. But I wasn't giving in or saying, oh, I didn't even question my own decision. I kind of went in and checked, do I still believe this based on what I'm being uh, shown? Yeah. Yes, I do. And I think this is the key to this is, when you know what's true for you, and it doesn't mean you can't adjust it when you hear something different, mm. but that you're coming from that place. That's the most sacred and the most grounded place to come from. Mm -hmm. is so I'm speaking for my truth, so I don't have to threaten someone. I don't have to bully them into agreeing with me because I'm not giving my truth because I need agreement. Yeah, and you also don't need to... Um... In addition to that, you also don't need to kind of turn in on yourself and make yourself wrong and um, and get all kind of upset. I, I don't know why one thing popped to mind immediately, but um, uh, one of the things that 
has triggered me all my life is something my dad used to say and and that has been said to me by other people in my life is that I'm lazy and well I'm actually not lazy I do a shit ton of stuff but I need downtime I need downtime to just go and just do nothing too or I cannot survive in the world and um and because I'm not doing things on other people's timetable, that's seen as lazy. So I think my point with this is as well that um, it's kind of this piercing of truth is that you are who you are. You're not necessarily lazy just because other people say you're lazy or whatever, because other people say you are. Yeah. Yes, I think that sense of betrayal, like yeah. most of these issues we have are because we betrayed ourselves. Mm -hmm agreed with the collective because we wanted to go along and keep the peace and all of those things however it hasn't been peaceful for us it's mm. and that continual betrayal has meant we lost the sense of who we are so yeah. most people they're still floundering around trying to figure out who am i oh which person is going to save me how am i going to get out mm -hmm. of this because I've been following other people. We were trained to follow orders for thousands of years. Now suddenly it's like, oh, I have to make up my own mind. How does this work? Yes. I am if I don't have these, you know, uh, um, community, community touchstones that I can go, oh, that's what is, that's what is. We don't have any of this because we don't know what's real, what isn't. Mm. And so the only way we can find that out is to express who we are and kind of, move to the center because by expressing what we feel we get feedback we get somebody else saying something to us and then we get to decide hmm is this something i believe is mm. this something that resonates or is this something that propels me and we moving closer or further to certain things until we get to that place we're like oh i've had all these people that i've followed and people that i've understood or not for me and now i found a place that is for me this is mm -hmm. where i am because no one is going to have the identical opinion as you about everything yeah yeah and i love that you said make up your own mind that's that could be that could be a, another phrase for this new moon actually <laughs> as, well, as well as changing the way you look at things the things yes. you look at change yeah yes. yeah Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, overall for this new moon, I think people, I think journaling would be a fabulous activity for uh, this new moon, particularly for, uh, because it's um, a Gemini uh, new moon and that's to do with communication of all kinds. Um, if nobody's heard of the morning pages, if you're struggling, because there's an anxious energy to this new moon as well that I'm going to talk about a little bit more in a minute, because Gemini, I do find that the air signs can be associated with this mental angst or anxiety. So if you're suff if you're kind of struggling with that a little bit, Morning Pages is uh, by um, is an exercise that was created by the author of The Artist's Way, Julia Cameron. And it's writing three pages of longhand um, stream of consciousness writing first thing in the morning. It's really one of the most fabulous tools I know for kind of getting your head straight. <laughs> and, um, 
And so if you're feeling like this kind of anxious energy, uh, it would be a really great tool to start using for this lunar cycle. Uh, so perhaps set intention to do something like that. Do you have any recommendations as well for this new moon? Yes, I do. I think the morning pages is great, but I think this is certainly engaging the mind because right now we have activation not only from Mercury and this idea of all this change that is happening, new ideas, mm. an opportunity to restructure beliefs. You know, there is also that activation with Uranus, which is, you know, the higher level of this mm. getting these insights or lightning strikes about what what we've been focused on that is different so this really is about making things real mm. so i think a lot of activity or exercise walking oh. something physical even creating something with your hands i know we talked of last time you know that kind of clay thing you talked about sculpture mm. i do think getting your hands dirty, digging in the garden, doing activities that help to expand your mind. Because sometimes when you're thinking, and I love the morning pages, so I think that's a great uh, tool. Mm. Sometimes when you're thinking or you're looking at information, you're trying to figure it out with your mind and mm. your mind is limited. The existence of what is, it's like, it's like a steel trap. Whatever's inside there is kind of just stuck and it goes round and round and, you're putting in new things going, how does this fit in an existing trap? Mm. And what's happening now is we're being pierced with new information. So we want to be able to receive the revelations by doing something that distracts mm. our normal mind patterns. I think I would recommend both, actually, because the morning pages is not designed to be thought at all. It is designed to just be almost channeled subconscious information first thing in the morning that is stuck in your head. So I think doing Jen's recommendation and the morning pages would be a fabulous combination, actually, yes, to reduce I, the anxiety. Yeah. yeah, I think both of them work well together. It's a great um, yeah. combination. And to talk, to just to talk about the anxious energy a little bit more, Jen mentioned it already Um Mercury is aspecting Uranus in Taurus and Chiron in Aries. And those three all have kind of this anxious energy a little bit as well. Um, because um, Chiron especially is in Aries and Uranus is the higher mind while Mercury is our kind of conscious mind. Um, so our minds are really working overdrive because Chiron has this energy of being a bridge between the outer and the inner, um, the transpersonal and the personal as well. So we're trying to make all these connections. There's so much swirling around. And to add to this um, kind of anxious kind of energy is the ruler of Aries, Mars, is in the sign that Uranus rules Aquarius and is stationing to go retrograde on june the 27th i believe and it's conjunct the south node and mentioning that the, the topic of suicide um i personally feel that there's a rise in it again suddenly and um and there's been at least three public um suicides um uh, 
is a lot to do with this Mars South Node conjunction. It's very angsty for those that are affected by it. I'm not saying everybody's going to feel this way, but um, some people are affected by it more in their personal charts. But it does have that kind of energy of frustration and 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 angst is a really good word. So if you're feeling that, it's even more important that you do the exercises. <laughs> Yes, and, and then again, it brings us to that same idea of here you have this opportunity to change your mind, mm -hmm. which is such a huge aspect. And of course, when you are feeling agitated, it is hard to ground and make decisions. Mm -hmm. So uh, something to do is to not be so impulsive. Like if you have an idea, you want to do something, Give yourself a little time, put it on the side. Mm. Like a hurry to do it. Um, you know, it's the aspect of suicide, of course, when one is pushed, it, there's so much uh, um, confusion around the idea of suicide. And mm. a lot of it is, for me, is about this idea we've been, uh, not that I'm advocating for suicide or against it. People, you know, I believe in free choice. Mm. Well, it's like, even though we may not know we are activating free will, we are every minute. Every minute we make a choice, we're saying mm. yes to something, no to something else. And none of this actually has the meanings we attach. We attach that's good, that's bad. Mm. So just choices. We naming them as good as bad or bad because that's what society has told us. Mm -hmm. Society has told us Suicide is terrible because, you know, the soul will go to hell and all of this mm. kind of stuff. Uh, I, I, I do think the people that are, are choosing to um, commit suicide are obviously in pain, but in the bigger picture, and horrible for the people around them, but the bigger picture is their souls have their own journey. Yeah, and I, tru I you know, I don't know much about Kate Spade, but I truly have this strong feeling that Anthony Bourdain cho may just chose out. He was like, I'm, I'm kind of done. <laughs> and I think that's, that's, I believe in euthanasia. It's just like if we have yeah. the opportunity for some people who are ready to go, then we don't have that. Like it's considered, I know it's available in certain places, but again, it's considered one of those things like taboo. We're not supposed mm -hmm. to do that. But when the soul is ready to go, the soul will go. And uh, if the soul's not ready, it won't. Sometimes you hear people who say, I, I was going to die or, you know, uh, mm. it happened and it didn't. Or and I should have died then. Yes. I've heard that. <laughs> this is the thing is to remember, you know, I mean, I don't know much about Anthony Bourdain or um, Kate Spade, besides their work, right, mm. their body of work. But... I did see uh, some pictures of uh, Anthony Bourdain, and uh, I thought, you know, his eyes looked really sad to me in every picture. Mm -hmm. I could feel this extreme pain. Here's a soul that's been in extreme pain all his life. He felt things very deeply. He was, yeah, yeah. he did, yeah. So there was mm -hmm. a lot of pain, and I could associate that pain. I was like, wow, that reminds me of the pain I used to feel before I did my, not that I'm saying he didn't do his work and should have done something different. I'm mm -hmm. like that 
But I'm just saying it's the recognition. Before I moved into in 2011, when I, I, I was in such a bad way that I had to make a change or leave, I chose to stay. Um, I suffered greatly from, you know, I was person so it's 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 an interesting thing to know for me it's been my experience that through my own choice i have changed the way i, I mm. think about myself and my life but there's nothing wrong with either choice is what no, as well no, yeah it's totally okay and i think we have to get away from that stigma of blaming the person or i understand mm left behind it's devastating but we have to be able to support those people in a way that they can move on with their lives and not feel guilty absolutely i agree yeah you can feel sad but you don't have to do the blame thing and oh now you know when you're small children and you don't have somebody helping you and you can take that in as i did something wrong mm-hmm. a lot of times even adults do this i did something wrong because my beloved chose to leave. Um, the two are not synonymous. And that's the recognition is that somebody chooses to leave or they're in such pain they can't talk about it. What, you know, what are you choosing to take with from mm. this experience? Uh, and of course, people who've been in that experience do need to go and get help and all of that. Um, but the bigger picture, what we're talking about in the bigger picture is when we do have uh, well-known people, people that have created such richness in the world for mm. us all, who do commit suicide, they're reminding us that we have to talk about these subjects. We have yeah. to expose the lies and the rigidity around this. And there's so many different aspects and lies that we're buying into so we can feel safe. Mm. This moon is about separating the, what do they call it, the wheat from the chaff? You know, that idea of what's mine to honor and to um, enforce. Like, we, we can't deal with every problem in the world. There's so many things going on. It's oh, my goodness, yeah. Right? It's, it's mind-boggling and that that actually brings a lot of my friends um use the tool of access consciousness uh, I, I know a lot of facilitators and um and that just reminds me of one of their questions i find some of the access consciousness questions very useful some yeah. i don't and and it's just is that mine or is this mine and if not return it to sender with consciousness all this stuff that's coming at you all the time is this mine yeah. yes that's a brilliant you know and using some of these tools right now you know spiritual tools make sure you go with somebody you trust mm. that is recommended but there are so many different spiritual tools even like what you and i do you know having oh an, goodness yes yeah. having an akashic reading these kinds of things you know uh, can you really change your perspective they can give you an opening open that door we're talking about the portal walking through the portal you don't need to go through blindfolded you can Uh help yourself there's no rule saying you're not allowed to get help i know there's a lot of people that say divination tools and healing tools it's all rubbish and doesn't work well if it feels like it resonates for you 
then yes. follow your own path. Don't be listening to someone else who has a different point of view. They have a different perspective of life. Exactly. They may be afraid or they may not be interested. Don't follow them because they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely research um, or choose carefully, as Jen said, choose carefully who you trust to do that work with. But, you know, at a self-help level, just some of those simple tools help as well. So that's for sure. And, and one other thing I did want to talk about a little bit, and it is still related to the Charter of the New Moon, but it's also an ongoing thing. And it kind of builds on this feeling of um, of anxiety that will be affecting some people because of the energy of this chart, is that we also have a water grand trine in the chart. Um, and it's connecting the ongoing Jupiter-Neptune square, sorry, trine, that um, we've had two exact of, and we've got one more to come this year. And it's also connecting in Pallas Athena in Cancer. And now this is a lovely healing water grand trine in some ways, but it's also deeply emotional. And Neptune in Pisces brings both kind of an uplift in faith and belief and and kind of um, new spiritual awarenesses but it can also bring some kind of um, delusion illusion almost insanity (laughs) and Jupiter in um, Scorpio is digging deep especially because he's retrograde and he's slowing down as well he will be turning direct um a degree from now on july the 10th and and so this is bringing up some very deep emotions on this new moon and and that is both a good thing and a bad thing um but and i use those words for the lack of (laughs) of anything else to describe it um but it's also it is actually and i'm seeing a lot of it and i was talking to jen before we went live I'm seeing a lot of people who they're they're kind of buying into some of these conspiracy theories and things that they would never would have done maybe two years ago when, you know, I perhaps became friends with them. And, um, and I'm not saying they're right and I'm wrong (laughs) or they're wrong and I'm right. Uh, because who knows what what's true because there is so much craziness and and theories and um, and smoke and mirrors about and that's all that energy of of Neptune in Pisces so it can feel like some people are really kind of losing their heads at the moment but who who knows it could it could be us that's losing our heads Yes, and, and I think part of it is so interesting. I always think about that, uh, that what is it, Peter Pan or something with a guy who lost his marbles. Mm. And the idea is that we have to lose our marbles. Like we have mm. to lose our minds in order to gain the deeper aspect of who we are. Because like I was talking about, the mind is a still trap that often uh, tricks us into... Mm being very rigid and we're going into a time where we have to break those walls so we can have a different experience or we're just going to have more of the same so this uh, anxiety this um 
emotional watershed that's coming towards us with such intensity. We're being, you know, it's like we're drowning in all of this stuff. Mm. Uh, is to remember that everything will be okay if you don't start panicking. Because when you panic, you, you know, you actually lose your breath and drown and then you might land up in the wrong place. So instead, let yourself drift into the space and be okay with the idea that there's many ideas, there's many choices. Mm -hmm. Because the idea is you want to get more connected to your center, to your intuition, to your connection. Mm. What is true for you? And the only way you can do it is kind of swim through this, all the muck and the beauty. You're not going to be able to do it from the side of the river and go, oh, I can tell who I am from looking. For sure. But but I do want to say water energy is very um, introverted generally too. So I want to say it's okay to escape from it all now and again as well. Yes, you can pull yourself onto the bank and have a quiet time. This is the point. Yeah. Is you're in charge of your journey. You don't have to swim along with everyone else. When you get tired mm-hmm. or you think, wow, these people are not who I want to be with or all of them are crazy, you can move yourself out of it you don't have to have a big argument with them and tell them they're wrong yeah just remove yourself and go and go and recharge exactly and choose a different group this is the point to start paying attention to how it impacts you what makes you anxious is the what's the anxiety coming from because maybe here's a time to use morning pages which you can use at a different time of the day if you want to Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to sit and meditate or just go into the yard and sit under the sun or take a walk where you're shifting your ability to receive information because it's just mm-hmm. you and the divine or source communicating, you and the earth, right? You're building up a much better relationship with your duality as opposed to the duality of the world in mm-hmm. terms of you know, we're seeing a lot of extremes right now. And this is part of how we're going to um, become balanced or create harmony, right? We go from the polarization or the absolute extreme or the pendulum swinging to the absolute far right or whatever. So it starts, once it hits that point, it's going to start coming back. So you have to remember all of these things so you don't go crazy. Yeah. And that's for sure. And that's what we're here to remind you. <laughs> you know, so I kind of point out that you may feel like people are good when the world are going mad or even that you're losing your head a little bit at the time, but it's okay. <laughs> yes, it's okay. It's it's yeah. And, and like you said, reach out if you want to talk about it. Put your yeah. opinions out there. Just remember if somebody ha- comes and tells you you're wrong, just send them off with compassion or forgiveness or love. Forgive the assholes. That's a great expression to use. Like those people are coming to bug you. The reason they're bugging you is because they want to test how much you believe in what you're Mm -hmm. saying. Yeah, exactly. And you know, forgiving the assholes doesn't mean that you, um, you have to be with them. (laughs) Your forgiveness is for you. It's so that you can release them. Exactly. You're letting them go because as long as they, they're bugging you or they're in your area or they have some kind of uh, connection in you, 
they're kind of pulling the strings. And when you let them go and you forgive them, they have no, you don't even care about them anymore. Exactly. No power over you anymore. Or you're not giving them your power anymore. Exactly. And I think this moon is about self-empowerment. It's like bringing together your two sides, Mm -hmm. your light and dark, your male and female, Mm -hmm. your your willingness to be kind to others as well as being kind to yourself. Yeah, totally agree. Well, I don't know if I've got any more to talk about. It's, um, you know, we don't like to make these too long because uh, we know your time is precious. Um, but Jen, before we kind of move on, do you have anything else to talk about or do you want to tell everybody how your cards, um, are spreading in the world? (laughs) (laughs) I think we've, I've said enough. I I don't think there's anything else to say except just trust your own voice wherever you are, check in Mm -hmm. uh, before you worry about needing to defend yourself. Yeah. And if you want to find Jen on um, Facebook, she's under a Facebook page called Illuminate 8. So it's Illuminate the word and 8 the number. And I have a Facebook page um, called Louise Eddington Astrologer. Eddington with one D. (laughs) So, you know, if you're not already following us on Facebook, um, we'd love it if you do. And we'd love it if you subscribe to this podcast in all the places where you can get podcasts. I think it goes out to SoundCloud and iTunes and all those places um, so that you don't miss any more episodes. (laughs) You can also find us on our website. So what's your website? LouiseEddington.com or yourcosmicblueprint.com. And mine is jenduchen.com and my illuminating journey cards are on my website jenduchen.com backslash illuminating journey cards if you want to check them out awesome and so we'll be back with another um episode of this podcast just before the next full moon which (laughs) i have to say it before i go i feel like i make it i've got so many major aspects going on in my chart at the moment that it's like oh my goodness but the next uh, full moon is a conjunct my saturn in capricorn right wow. right in the middle of my second saturn return <laughs> <laughs> so the full moon is conjunct saturn so so we'll be back to talk about that <laughs> if i'm still here <laughs> I have a feeling you'll still be here I will. I'm joking. (laughs) All right, everybody. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye.